With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Hippie Hour podcast. I am in my prayer room in the family prayer room and there's a lot of construction going on as per usual so it's gonna be a little bit loud um before i start this video i want to tell you guys to pray for palestine because because what they're having to endure is not anything that a human being is supposed to endure and so I ask you to ask Allah to make them victorious. Then us Muslims will stick together and we will fight this together because these are our brothers and sisters and we cannot leave them alone. Anyway, I wanted to make this video about Palestine, but I did not do enough research or I do not know much to be able to speak about it for 40 minutes, but inshallah, I will get to it one day. And as for now, for the Muslims that don't know what to do, just keep praying and donate if possible, but just keep praying. Never underestimate the power of da. And it's our obligation to keep supporting our brothers and sisters. This is a, a big topic that I really wanted to get to. But mind you, it's going to be a little more conversational today and less, I guess, educational. You know, like what the hijab is or whatever that, you know, topic entails. I'm not going to be talking from that perspective. I'm going to be talking about the hijab for those who are struggling with the hijab and those who wear it but know that they can wear it better or more properly because we can always improve ourselves for the sake of Allah. So before I start anything, I want to say Allahumma shrahli sadri wa yassirli amri wa min lisani qawli. I really want to be honest with this. I want to be as honest as I can be in this topic because this is a topic that, that when I see a lot of girls talk about, on social media, they tip tippy toe around it, you know, because they don't want to make girls feel bad or they don't want anyone to get hurt. And I understand that. I do. There is wisdom in the way that you're supposed to give dawah. But I'm going to give you a warning from now. I'm not going to be nice. I'm not. We're talking about Allah. I'm not going to be nice. We're talking about wearing the hijab for the sake of Allah it's not a light topic and no matter how much you try and convince yourself that this is not a big deal you know there's always time no there is not time and I'm not gonna be nice about it I'm gonna be harsh I'm gonna tell you from now and right now I'm feeling a lot of emotions with everything going on so that's gonna find its way in there you know I'm 
probably going to scream at some point, but I'm going to try and keep myself together. That's why I started this video with the da, because I really want, I want a lot to speak through me in this one. I don't want to do the talking, to be honest. It's going to come from the heart, okay? It's from the heart, so it has to reach the hearts. It's not you know lip service where i'm just saying things about the hijab to make you feel better to make you feel more motivated to do it because it's more of a truth and a realization that you have to come to and come to terms with to understand the gravity of the situation to understand what you're dealing with and so i ask allah to make this easier for me to talk about but also keep it truthful and honest and hopefully effective that's that's the goal to keep it effective so bismillah i'm going to be talking about my journey with the hijab first and foremost because i first of all want you to relate because i was not good with the hijab for a good amount of time in my life i wasn't good with it at all you know, I talk right now about the hijab and how it's it's very crucial in Islam. It really is. And, and how it's not a joke. But wallahi, there was a point in my life where I was the worst of the worst. It was not pretty. It was not a pretty sight. Uh, I grew up in international schools. I was in mixed schools. I... You know, throughout my childhood, I just was exposed to all kinds of cultures. And my culture was the only kind of culture that had their women covered. So from the start, you can imagine that me as a kid, seeing my mom covered alongside all of the other moms that like were wearing the short, cute skirts, you know, on open bazaar days, they'd, they'd bring their cute cultural foods and they dress like so colorful and whatever it is and my then there's my mom in the hijab in the corner of the bazaar with her waganab her grape leaves and i love my mom so much and so ever since i just got a bad taste in my mouth about the hijab i just thought like this is literally keeping us me and us from being able to connect with people like this is really it's more a hassle than anything so growing up i was nearing puberty closer and closer and one day i hit puberty and my mom told me okay Farah, now you have to wear the hijab and i was still abroad at that time we were still abroad i was still in international school and so i was like no i'm not like are you joking i'm not gonna do that ew but i know i was dead ass like that so I wore it late, like two years late, but that's because there's no justification for it. I'm not going to like give you a justification. There was no justification, but we were in a society that just did not like the hijab, that almost hated the hijab, that found it to be, you know, like a, a bad thing, an oppressive thing, a thing to be like annoyed by to that degree and so i didn't wear it for two years and then i we came to a muslim society and that's when i felt comfortable wearing it and so i stayed on that for about three years wearing the hijab in the proper way 
And this was all in my childhood, by the way. So like this was a while back. And then we moved again. And this time we moved to like a, a region that's between Asia and Europe. And so I wasn't. I was still gonna wear the hijab. I told my mom, "Mom, don't worry. I'm gonna wear the hijab." And she didn't even say anything. She was like, "Okay, <laughs> that's a given. You're gonna wear the hijab. I know that." I'm like, "Yeah, don't worry. I'm not gonna take it off. Okay, don't worry." That was foreshadowing for my future because, well, uh, she was gonna worry because later on I do take it off. But I'm, I'm, I'm still getting to that. I'm still getting to that. So getting to this new school this new mixed school all over again you know being exposed to all of this like amazing way of life of freedom and and coolness and being like other people gosh it's so fun and it's totally not toxic and actually sad so i went into it thinking i'm gonna i'm gonna be a cool girl in my hijab i'm gonna wear all of these different clothes and have these different styles and I'm gonna be so cool they're gonna want to be my friend see how my mind was working at that time that's how my mind was functioning and so I bought all of these new clothes I I literally bought a new wardrobe because I wanted my hijab to look cool and when on Pinterest I made like a thousand um those boards you know the dashboards it's not a dashboard god what is it it's like pins when you collect pins together and like you know you have like this inspiration wall and mine was filled with a bunch of hijabis that were literally not dressed in proper hijab but i like aspired to be like them so badly i looked at them and i was like they're so cool they're like bringing the hijab but also making it fit into society into today's society and that's just so cool I want to be like that because I want to connect with people and and I want people to look at me as one of them. That was my mindset. So I bought all of these clothes and as we got there, as we moved and settled, my hijab was getting worse and worse and worse and worse. I saw these girls dressed in like the coolest clothes, you know, shorts, tank tops. When we were in the gym, when we had PE, they were wearing all of these cute girly uh, exercise clothes and you know i was like it's fine i'm just gonna wear leggings with my hijab there's nothing i'm missing out on it got worse and worse and worse and at some point my hijab wasn't even a hijab i started to put like this tube on my head that was not even a hijab okay it was a tube it was like a black tube that was covering my hair like so like my neck wasn't even covered. My hair was just barely covered. It was, guys, I'm telling you, it was bad. It was so bad. And when I would go out the house, um, I would go out in 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 a clo in clothing that my mom would look at and be like, "Okay, you know, have a great day at school." And I'd be like, "Thanks, mom." And then when we got to the car, it would be like a 180 degree outfit change. Like you know, my brother just watching me like. In, in terror, in horror. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I have to be cool. You don't know I have to be cool. So like, I take this off and then I take the thing that was covering my butt and then blah, blah, blah. Guys, when I say the thing covering my butt, I meant like, uh, you know those jackets that you wrap around your waist so that it would like 
be more modest you know that's what i used to do and i used to tighten it at the waist so that my waist would be like more prominent i'm telling you guys guys all kinds of things i used to do it was so bad it was it was bad bad okay so fast forward a little bit it just it got progressively worse there's no doubting in that but then one day i don't know what happened exactly I think it was summer break and I wanted to come back a different person, you know, like shock everyone, make everyone in like in pure disbelief, like, wow, Farah's so cool. That was that was my dream. Okay, that was my motive. That was my goal. Is that I wanted everyone to be like, Wow, Farah is so cool. She's so pretty. She's so athletic. She's so wow. You know? She's so talented. Oh my god, Farah's everything. If someone told me that in high school, I would I would faint from the excitement, from the adrenaline. Right now, if someone says that, I'm like, thanks. That's great. Anyway, next, you know, because it's like, that's not, it's all a mindset change. It's all a mindset game, okay? That's what I want to get to later. I just want to finish the story, okay? So fast forward a little bit, and I went to my mom. I was like, mom, listen, this hijab is not for me. Okay, it's for you. You rock it. You you actually look good in it. But me, not for me. Not for me. Sorry, mom. You know, it's just like, what can I do? And she was like, you know, you know that it's like an, an obligation for you to wear it. And I'm like, yeah, but, but like, I want to be cool. That's not what I said, but the, and deep down inside, that's what I felt. I was like, no, mom, I want to be like, I want to be liked. Okay, forgive me. I want to I want people to accept me and people to find me almost impressive. And no one's going to think that if I have this thing on my head. You know? And so she was trying to talk some sense into to me and honestly, it just reminds me of this ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah where Allah says, "Summun bukmun umyum fahum la yarjaun." Deaf, dumb and blind and they're not returning. Like they're every sense that they can perceive information with is just blocked and that's how i was with my mom i was like mom respectfully there's nothing that you can say that that's going to make me you know not want this and we went on this resort uh somewhere you know during winter time and i remember when i made that decision i was so emotional i was crying a lot it was emotionally draining and I did not want any part in it. And on top of that, the guilt that came with it, you know, because I knew the significance of the hijab. I just didn't want to have any relation with it. I just didn't care for it anymore. I just didn't want any part in it. Like, I'll take part in this other stuff like salah, um, reading the Quran, fasting. I'll take part in that stuff. But the hijab... Like, come on, like, I can't do everything. You know, I'm not superwoman. I remember during this resort, there was this fireplace. And I looked at the fireplace and how blazing it was. And I was like, Allah's just gonna, like, burn us because we're not wearing the hijab. You know, that was my mindset at that time. I'll, that's the way, when I looked at the fire, that's what I was thinking. I'm being really blunt here. I was like, Allah just wants me to burn for wanting to live a normal life that was my thinking and so i took it off and guys when i tell you the reaction that people had in my school was so anticlimactic 
it was not like anything I imagined. You know, I imagined people to be like, wow, Sarah, you look beautiful. Everyone was like, you took your hijab off? Okay, cool. That's it. That's it. I was expecting like this whole like like parade. Don't ask me why. I'm mindset. I was expecting everyone to bow down to me. Like, oh my god, Farah, you look amazing. That's what I that my brain was preparing for that. It was thoroughly preparing for that. And so I got used to this lifestyle, you know, and my and when I took my hijab off the outfits kept getting progressively worse and worse and worse and worse. And the thing is, at my high school, girls had no problem dressing in a way that was not deemed appropriate in other schools. I'll put it at that, okay? I'll 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 leave a period there. I'm not going to go in, into more detail. So I felt a need to like compete in some way. Like, gosh, okay, I have to look cool. I have to look better. I have to look like hot. Allahu Akbar, bro. My priorities, mashallah, tabarakallah, were really set straight, you know? Um, my, my, my idea about my wardrobe just kept getting progressively worse, worse, and worse, and just absolutely disgusting at some point. You know, I r- remember looking at my old clothes when I started wearing the hijab again. I looked back at my clothes that I used to wear when I took my hijab off, and I was like, this is literally disgusting. <laughs> I would never wear this in a million years, not even in my house. Not even in my house, bro. Okay, and I had all of these clothes in my wardrobe, and and I kept rotating around the same clothes when I took my hijab off because I didn't have that many clothes because I wasn't used to non-hijabi clothes. Mind you, when I took my hijab off, uh, it's not just like, you know, this thing off my head that came off, which wasn't even the hijab to begin with. Everything just kept getting so much worse than before so much worse and then i remembered back to like when i told my mom mom don't worry i'm gonna wear the hijab when we move there don't you worry about a thing okay i got you covered i got us both covered man was i lying and i knew deep down okay so i kept on this for for about not not even a full year thankfully allah saved me for real it was like eight ten months eight to ten months about and so then COVID hit, 2020, COVID hit, and then we were all forced to go back home and stay there for a good chunk of time. You guys remember, you guys were there, hopefully, actually not really hopefully. And so we stayed at our houses and I had all of these outfits prepared actually the day before. Guys, <laughs> the day before we were on lockdown I prepared this outfit I prepared this outfit that was gonna start to show a new patch of skin that I never exposed before okay I never thankfully went above my knees but I was about to expose like my shins and stuff like that and that's next level to me as an Arab that's next level so I was like preparing this outfit and I remember deep down in my heart I was like god like this is this is low-key making me uncomfortable, but I feel like I'm going to look so good in it to the point where I just don't care what anyone else thinks. Like, I don't like I don't want to listen to myself right now. I know I look good in this, so I'm going to wear it. And by the way, at that time, I was following these people on Instagram that were like, love yourself and, and 
don't be uncomfortable and and love your body and show your body and blah blah blah. Uh, that was basically the gist of my feed. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I should do that. Why am I ashamed of my body? Why am I covering it up like that? Like I know I have a good body. I should just show it, right? And so I prepared this outfit, and it was now that I look back, it was a very mediocre outfit. <laughs> It was a very, if I saw someone walking in the streets in that outfit, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's just move on to our next destination. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, You'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. So the lockdown came about and we were all locked in our houses and I went through some kind of depression I didn't go into one, but I was just depressed because I think there's a difference. So I was depressed because I had all of these outfits planned <laughs> and I didn't get to wear them and I was not going to be able to show them at any point. And then I remember being alone a lot. And at that time, what was the most difficult thing was going to sleep. Going to sleep was like the hardest thing because every fiber of my being knew that what I was doing was wrong. And I'm I'm low-key tearing up about this because I feel like I'm being brought back to my past. Like it's a PTSD moment, <laughs> you know? But I remember like I would have nightmares And I would be so anxious all the time. And I would overthink a lot. And I would always listen to what people had to say about me and take it like it was the truth and feel the need inside myself to change myself for them, to please them, to make them more comfortable, in turn making myself more uncomfortable
and I felt more uncomfortable sitting with myself alone as time passed and it felt like sleeping at night was the hardest thing and that anyone who ever got to do it was the luckiest person in my eyes. All because I knew deep down, and I mean deep, deep, deep down, that what I was doing was so awfully wrong and that my priorities were so awfully misplaced. And so going through that time, you know, I was crying every night before going to sleep. I couldn't even go to sleep because of the tears that were dripping down my eyes. And you know, when you cry a lot, your nose starts to block, like you can no longer breathe properly. And so I was suffering silently. And then Ramadan came. Ramadan came during lockdown. And I remember feeling like this was the thing I needed most in my life. You know, in the beginning, I I had this idea of oh, fasting and everything like that. But when we entered Ramadan, I felt like something in the air changed. And changed dramatically. I remember going on YouTube and searching like Islamic videos. Just like, you know, those videos that are under those accounts that are super anonymous, like uh, Servant of Allah or I Love Allah, things like that. I started watching Nu'man Ali Khan uh, and Umar Sulaiman because they're very soft in the way they deliver their messages. You know, I wasn't ready for anything aggressive because I myself was barely like, I, I needed something that was soft. I needed like a soft return to Islam. And and it's not like I ever went out of the folds of Islam. I was just desperately in need of actual real Islam to enter my heart. Like I like I felt like my heart was dead at that time. You know, my heart was no longer pumping for Allah. It was like barely pumping. And if it was pumping, it was pumping for this dunya. And so watching all of those videos in Ramadan and you know getting into the spirit of Ramadan and fasting and and praying and I and by the way during Ramadan I slept well actually and I remember one night I I I couldn't sleep I just did not want to sleep like there was a lot of energy in my body I probably had too much food that day and I just I didn't want to sleep you know so I I stayed up a little later than usual and I remember this idea come to coming to my head like let's try on a hijab <laughs> it was so random and it came out of nowhere but it was like let's just try on the hijab it's just it, it it was an idea that came it was so soft, this idea, this whisper in my heart. It was so, 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 so soft. It was so subtle. It was so... It was so quiet. But it was like, let's try on the hijab. You know, so at first I was like, should I really? Like, am I actually good enough for that? I, I don't... After everything that I wore and everything that I did, am I up to wearing the hijab i don't want to like i don't want to disrespect the hijab like that i don't want to disrespect the law like that 
that was and that was shaitan low-key that was shaitan or like the small devils like shayatin and so this little whisper overpowered and it was victorious i picked up one of the hijabs that i i kept really deep 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 inside my closet uh when i went through my non-hijab phase i put all of my hijabs in like this invisible corner in my closet that i couldn't see and so i had like i couldn't see it every day because i didn't want that like psychological torture just like nagging me in the face you know so i picked one up i picked my favorite color which was blue it was one of my favorite scarves and then i put it on and i looked at myself in front of the mirror i felt like my heart was coming alive again I felt like when I put it on in that moment I felt like I could look at Allah again Like I could speak to Allah again. Like I was no longer scared. Like when I looked at myself in the mirror. I felt like. I could be. The person that Allah loved again. But the thing is. Allah loved me all along. Because. Because there was mercy and there was wisdom in the fact that I couldn't sleep all those nights. I believe that if Allah didn't love me, he would let me sleep in peace in the nights that, you know, I was just doing my thing. <laughs> having a blast in this dunya, you know. If Allah didn't love me, he would have let me have fun. He would have let me go crazy, crazy. I'm talking like, I wouldn't even have this platform crazy. So it just feels like putting on the hijab again felt like the warmest hug. And that hug literally felt like it was from Allah. I miss it so much. I miss that moment so much. I feel like I wish I took a picture or like a video of me at that time because I missed that moment so much and it's it's still in my heart it's like burned into my heart because because that moment was when everything I felt solidified and became so solid and I just I realized that I was just chasing an idea you know when when Allah was there all along, I was chasing this idea of happiness and joy. But Allah was there all along, just waiting for me to come back. And so, <laughs> this part makes me even more emotional, which is not, you know, good. Seeing as to how emotional I am right now. I'm going to try not to be that emotional. But the next day, I went to my mom. And my mom was the one that was most affected by this because my mom is very, 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 very close to Allah because she's had to endure a lot of things in her life. So 
that made her have like really 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 high iman and yaqeen in Allah and so seeing her daughter go through this lie of this dunya and believing it she felt like it was a stab to the heart and the more I grow up the more I understand her and so the next day <laughs> I went to her and we were both fasting so our breaths really stinked <laughs> and I told her really randomly at a very random moment when she was sitting on the couch I told her mom I'm gonna wear the hijab again and she started crying I thought she would be like hooray you know like like yes finally like you know But I'll never forget the way she looked when she started to tear up. It was like... It kind of looks like me right now, actually. Because <laughs> we kind of look alike, you know? She started to look like... Her heart was being filled. Like her heart was being reassured. That's how she looked like. She looked, her eyes softened like mine do. You know, she looked, she looked so, she looked so happy. The kind of happiness that, you know, you have when someone tells you that everything is going to be okay. That like, that like at the end, you're going to be okay. And then my mom sat me down and then she told me something that I will never, ever, ever forget, ever. And actually, I'm living it right now. She said that when you chase this dunya, you're never actually going to get what you want. It's like a dog chasing the people. You're never going to get what you actually desire. But then when you start to chase Allah, this dunya starts chasing you. Look where I am. Look where I'm at. I never had any of this to begin with. All of these people around the world that I don't even know started literally following me. <laughs> I literally, you know? And I'm literally shy. I'm so shy from Allah. Because I feel like I don't deserve any of this. And to be honest, I don't. I don't think anyone deserves anything. Because <laughs> it's Allah. Wallahu Rahman Rahim. He's the most merciful, he's the most gracious. It's like he never forgot about me, you know?
for the longest time I felt like I was forgotten when I took my hijab off I was forgotten now going back to that time when I was looking at the fire and I felt like Allah just wanted to torture me Allah always wanted to protect me and I'm not worthy of it I'm sorry guys this is a really heavy topic for me and right now where I am in life the hijab is not even something that I think about it's second nature and it's only by Allah that that's the case when I put it on I just prayed to Allah to make it better and better and better and I started off weak my hijab wasn't good from the start when I came back but it just prayed to Allah to get better and better and better because what am I doing this for I'm doing this for Allah so who's going to make this easier and, and just better to go through? Allah. Who else is going to make it easier to go through? Allah says, And something that I never ever ever gave up was just saying thank you to Allah. Always, always, always. I just wanted Allah to know how thankful I was. Because he keeps giving me and so I keep thanking him and then he keeps giving me again. You only ever know the value of hijab when you know who you're wearing it for. If you don't know who you're wearing it for, don't expect to wear it. Or don't expect to wear it properly. There's no reason to wear it if you don't know who you're wearing it for. There's no reason. You could say it in the name of being modest, in the name of being righteous, in the name of whatever. If you don't know who you're wearing it for, forget the hijab. Forget it. Because at the time that I took it off and I was trying to please people, I forgot who Allah was. Allah was my last worry. Astaghfirullah, Allah was definitely not on my mind. And sometimes he would be on my mind and I'd feel guilt and I'd stop thinking about him because I felt like I'm not in the state to think about him right now. And then when my friends come in the classroom, I'm like, all I have to think about right now is pleasing my friends and making them laugh. It was such a sad life, man. And if my friends got offended on anything or, or I said something wrong, which wasn't really wrong, I'd be like, my life is over. I don't... You know, and if my crush didn't look at me in the hallway, my life is over. When you understand who Allah is, it's like you feel the need to wear the hijab. 
you feel the need. You feel like you can't live life without wearing the hijab. That's not a life to live. A life without hijab is not a life to live. Because you're going to be resurrected one day. You're going to be standing in front of Allah. And you know that. And you know that you're going to be standing in front of Allah. Allah. So how could you not wear the hijab? There's a lot I wanted to say about the hijab, to be quite honest. And it was none of what I just said. Everything that I just said was not in the Word document that I made for this video. And honestly, I didn't even get my computer in this room because I just wanted to talk from my heart. And especially what went on with Palestine, I just felt really emotional. And I just felt like I wanted an outlet to just talk about Allah, you know? But I have no words other than that. Allahu Akbar. Allah, Allah is greater than anything that you're doing and anything that you're partaking in or wearing or building or creating. Allah is greater. So how could you not live your life for Allah? Because Allah is greater than anything and everything in existence. That's that. I think I'm going to do another video about the hijab properly. But <laughs> this was just something that I wanted to get out there. And I know a lot of girls struggle with the hijab. And I'm, you know, I'm, I believe in being wise about your speech and, and, and delivering it in a way that's suitable for your audience. But today, I just wanted to let my heart speak. And I think it was wise. I mean, this is just my story. I didn't really get into the specifics about the hijab and, you know, wearing it properly and everything. I think I'm going to leave that for another video. But I just wanted this video to be for the girls that are on the fence about the hijab like you're on the fence like you don't know if you should wear it or not or when you wear it you don't wear it properly or you want to wear it but someone's keeping you from wearing it or you're not in the right family to wear it Allahu Akbar that's it that's my response Allahu Akbar <laughs> Allah is greater <laughs> Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah daiman wa abadan and I apologize that this was not a fully functioning video. <laughs> that it was not, you know, perfect for the one that wants to learn more about the hijab. But I hope that this reaches at least one girl to look at the hijab differently. To know that it is a mercy from Allah. Allah loves you and wants to protect you. And who doesn't want that? Yeah, like guys, I have to go. I have sinus issues, apparently. And I have to <laughs> drink my water. 
you guys drink your water too. Have a good day, and I'll see. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. See you in the next episode. Bye-bye.